Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Single Simulcast, episode 355. Shantae's here. I'm Rashani. Um, it's Saturday and, and I'm so used to recording on Fridays that it's like, okay, why do we wait so long? My mind is like switched off now. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like this because, um, with the new basketball season starting up, we won't be able to, uh, have, uh, shows on Friday nights. Uh, because we have basketball games on Friday nights. And so we'll be switching back over most likely to Tuesdays, or we'll just, you know, go on hiatus. Either way, we'll let you know which one it is. I doubt we'll go on hiatus um, because that's a long freaking time to be on hiatus, but likely we'll just be recording on Tuesday evenings. Um, I do want to thank y'all for listening. Um, I want to take this time out since uh, it's early in the show to urge y'all to become Patreon members. Uh, you can do that at single simul or patreon.com backslash single simulcast. Um, becoming a patron will really help us uh, in maintaining the show, things of that nature, paying bills. Uh, and there's stuff on there that should be exclusive, but I keep putting it out to the whole world because I don't want it to be missed by anybody. And by that, I really just mean uh, Hermione and Lavender were, were black, uh, which the podcast about um, Harry Potter. Uh, it, it's uh, Nikki and myself uh, going through Harry Potter with a lens that is so so black so ratchet um she called jenny weasley a thought and it went downhill from there <laughs> um we hadn't even gotten to the book where she tells me why jenny's a thought that will likely be the next book that's gonna be a great time we just got done with the goblet of fire um and that was dope all of the episodes are dope and we have other content that we put up on uh, Patreon as well, uh, songs and, and, and small shows and, and thoughts and things of that nature. So go ahead and become a patron. Uh, check it out. If you become a $15 patron, let us know. We'll send you a free t-shirt. Um, I think that's about it. Shanta, how are you doing today? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Just hanging out. It's the weekend, right? It's just weird doing this on a weekend and, and it's weird because we didn't have, I literally, this is the first weekend in a while where we didn't have anything to do. Uh, so I took a nap. And in the winter, it's one of those naps where you um, fall asleep at like two o'clock and it's bright as hell outside. Right. And then you wake up at like five and it's dark. Yeah. And it throws you off if your lights are off in your room. Like if your lights are on then it's like okay it's still light in your room but if you go to sleep and it's bright outside and then you wake up and it's dark you really wake up like what the hell yeah like what time is it 
And so I woke up and panicked. Um, like, I was supposed to do a show. And um, Nietzsche was like, well, it's only five o'clock. And I was like, it's only five o'clock? Because um, it was the darkness. It was bad. The darkness was just permeating the room. Um I don't have any inner thoughts this week, which is weird. Usually I do. Um, I did uh, go over to my mom's house for family dinner on Thursday. And while we were there, the uh, Steelers and the Browns were playing a football game. And because I don't own the house, they were watching it. And I was eating. Um and then I, I looked up because it was the end of the game and I was going to turn on Disney Plus, which we also have to get into. But um, I was going to turn on Disney Plus for the kids. Uh, and right at the end of the game, a, a fight broke out. Right. And I was like, at first I was like, ah, look at these two motherfuckers fighting with helmets on. And then I realized that the quarterback was trying to rip the other one's helmet off. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that the uh, defensive lineman, Miles Garrett, ripped the quarterback's helmet off. And then two of the linemen for the Steelers grabbed the uh, grab Garrett, and then the quarterback uh, came at Garrett. So Garrett hit him in the face or hit him on the side of his head with his helmet, yeah. with his own helmet. Um, and the whole thing... And as far as I could see, and, and we rewound it like six, 11 times. So you don't just have a fight in front of a black family and then just <laughs> move on to analysis. Like we had to, we got DVR because we rewound that like forever. Um, the quarterback got sacked and it was a late hit. Uh, like, a, like, just a few seconds late, but uh, as the quarterback got sacked, he popped up and I think he tried to kick the defensive lineman, Miles Garrett, who tackled him in the balls. And then he tried to rip his helmet off. And I don't know if y'all ever played football before, but trying to rip somebody's helmet off hurts. Yeah. Uh, The helmets are pretty much made to adhere to your head. It's hard to take a helmet off on its own if you're uninitiated, really. Um, got to pull the – you got to put your fingers into those two holes on the side and pull them out and then pull up in order for it to disengage from your from your uh, cranium. So to try and wrench it off somebody's head while they still have the chin strap and everything on is painful. So that probably didn't help. And then uh, Garrett uh, – backed up and then the quarterback pursued him and he ripped the quarterback's helmet off and quarterback was backing up for a second till two of his uh, offensive tackles came and offensively tackled Garrett to the ground. That's what happened. One was actually laying on top of him. The other one was kicking him. And then um, Garrett came over. Um, Well, no, the quarterback came over before he was on the ground, but he was coming over like he was trying to do something. So that's when Garrett hit him in the hit him with the helmet. Like it was the side of the helmet. Like Luke didn't look like it hurt. But the quarterback was like, oh my God. And then the offensive lineman took him down and one of them was laying on him. Like, I don't know if you know what it feels like to have a 
350-pound dude laying on top of you. Um, my wife almost does. I, I need to go back to the gym. But um, it's not a pleasant experience when you're in the middle of a fight and somebody's laying on top of you, and I'm sure that dude wasn't saying, calm down. Um, I'm just going to stay here till you till you get your wits about you. Nah, I, I, I think it was a bit more than that. Um, it was ugly. It was all bad. And it was made worse by the fact that three out of four of the people involved got suspended. One got suspended for the rest of the season, and, and, and one got suspended for three games, and one got suspended for one game. And both of the teams got fined. And then nothing happened to the quarterback who started the whole thing. Now, um, I heard from reading stuff on Facebook, because, of course, there's people who have opinions. Uh, Everybody's going to have opinions if they watched it. Um, I heard that he got fined. I ain't see it. I ain't seen nothing about it. I know that he's thinking about pressing charges. Um... They're saying that he will be fine, but they haven't actually stated how much. Um, and I know that the quarterback was also thinking about pressing charges, which is always funny to me. When you press charges after you start the shit. I mean, I think it should be a rule that if you start something, you can't turn around and say, well, I lost, so I'm going to sue you. It should be I tried it. I failed it. I'm going to just walk away. But, yeah. Did you see anything about it, Shantae? Uh, no. Well, I just everything that you said is, is what I was aware of. That he is supposed, you know, that there was this fight. You know, it went on the way it went on. And he is supposed to be getting fined and whether or not that actually happened. I have no idea. Now I did, I didn't know about the pressing charges. I was unaware that that was even a possibility or that that was on the, that was on the way. But everything that you said is what I know outside of that, outside of the charges supposedly being pressed or whatever. Yeah. It says that he uh, decided that, he will not seek any legal action. He's going to consider it an NFL-only matter, which, yeah. Oh, if you, okay. If you had gone to court, they would have been like, uh, what about this, though? Um, I don't know. It, it just seemed like an ugly, uh, uh, ugly situation for everybody involved. But since it was an ugly situation for everybody involved, I felt like everybody involved should get this punishment. Uh, nothing will make me matter than when my brother and I would fight and I'd end up getting in trouble and he'd get to stand outside the door and look at me be in trouble. Uh, we should both be in this room together. That's probably why they didn't put us both in the room together. We shared a room. We probably would have kept on fighting. I wouldn't have kept on fighting. He's older than me. I felt like I couldn't win too often. Like if I won once, that was good enough for me for like the week. Um, but to put him back in the room, we would probably mean rematch and, I'd probably get smothered with a pillow. So good call on that, mom. You probably saved his life. <laughs> oh, mom, I owe you money. Um, Disney Plus came out. 
Yes. Did, did, did you look into getting it? I went ahead and did it just because the whole thing with the bundle mm-hmm. where they were like, oh, you know, you, you know, if you already have Hulu and this and that, blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, okay, I'll get it. It's fine. So plus my kids plus plus my kids saw it i probably wouldn't have got it what happened is on the playstation thing you know when you open it up and like you hit video and you can have all the different choices of the video things netflix prime video blah 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 blah. the first box was fucking disney plus so alex turns it on he's like what's disney plus what's this and he like opens it up reads the fucking description out loud and it's just like can we get it can we get it I'm just like, mother fuck. Like, I mean, like ever since it came out, ever since it came out, I've said absolutely nothing about it. Never discussed it, you know, with, with my husband or nothing. It was just like, as long as they don't know about the shit, I don't have to just, you know, I don't have to decide whether or not we're going to get it. And sure enough, there it was on the damn PlayStation right there as a choice, you know, along with everything else that they, you know, use to look at with Netflix and Prime Video and all that other bullshit. It was right fucking there. First fucking box. And he's reading the description and it's just like shit. So then we got, so then I got it. I feel like if y'all had discussed it, you could have said no. Could have been like, we talked about this already, but when he was like, oh my God, what? I feel like you got set up first of all. Like, uh, your husband was probably like, hey, so check it out. Uh, what I'm gonna need you to do because I can't do it, your mom gonna cuss me out. What I'm gonna need you to do is go ahead and uh, turn on the PlayStation, and you're gonna see something on the far left. Like, as soon as you turn it on, boom, right there. And just, I need you to just go level nine, just freak out. And, and if you can roll around the ground, do it, but just freak out over this. And I'm just, I'm just going to stand in the back and and quietly listen. I need you to remember when grandma got the Holy Ghost at church. Yeah, more than that. I'm going to need you to like read it out loud. Make sure that everybody in the house can hear it. Uh, Throw in extra stuff. Say that they have uh, all the Cinderella movies available. Say that they got the princess and the frog just waiting for you. Start singing Joyful, Joyful from Sister Act 2 and put that in there too. Ooh, that'll get them on your side. But we got to get this and your mom won't let me get it. So I need you to get it for us and I will buy you something for Black Friday. That's fun. That that would be funny if it really went down like that, but it didn't because, yeah, it didn't. It didn't go down like that. They saw it you know, it right after they got out of school, you know, they can turn on the PlayStation and everything and watch whatever they watch. And it was right, you know, I walk away, didn't even real, you know, it was Disney Plus and PlayStation who played me. That's, that's really what, that's who played me. That's who, because I, it didn't even occur to me that it would be on the PlayStation like that. It didn't occur to me. Like, I figured, like, oh, maybe I would be able to do it, but you're going to have to search and find it. And nope, it was right there. It was just like, hey, look at us. And and here we are. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I bought it. I pre-ordered it. Actually, I pre-ordered it before I knew it, how to get the bundle. And so I'm mad now because I had the bun. I have Hulu 
and I mm-hmm. have Disney Plus, and they said you can go call customer service in order to get the bundle set up. But there's no customer service. Like you call customer service and you're sitting there for, I think I was on hold for three hours. Yeah. I saw other people complaining about it. It didn't occur to me that this was happening probably because people had already paid for it. You know, mm-hmm. had already set their, you know, set themselves up and everything. Cause yeah, cause when I did it, they were like, oh, you make sure you use the email that you use for Hulu and this, and they'll credit this and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. Yeah, I didn't. All I saw was the, uh, hey, if you get this, we'll give you uh, a year for $69. And I was like, wait, that's math. Wait, that's, that's, that's a year for 10 months. Okay, I could do that. I'm going to do that. And then I did it. And then I looked and I was like, damn it. I could have just stuck with that and not have to pay for none of this. Like, I, And I could have got ESPN. I don't even watch, but I could have. Like, really? So now I'm still trying to get in touch with their customer service. And um, it, ain't, it ain't working. I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to. I think by the time I get the bundle, it'll be too far into the actual program to where they're like, eh, you've been here for a while. Let's just keep going the way that we're going and we'll check back with you next year. Yeah. That sort of a thing. But are you enjoying it? That's- oh, yeah. I watched uh, Sister Act Part 2 the first day and cried. Oh, wow. Okay. B- big snot bubbles. I don't know what it is about that. Um, I don't know if they meant to make a... So Sister Act is like an hour and 10 minute movie. Maybe an hour and 20. And I only cried two parts, which is when they're singing gospel music. And I think it's because it's been so long since I've heard real gospel music. Right. Going to a church where it's like, there's only like four people up on stage and they're all singing at the same time. I mean, that's cool and all, and you still got to listen to the music and the music is nice and all, but it ain't, it ain't like this. You hear gospel music where there's like 90 people on stage. You know, I just, it just, it always just punched me square on my chest. And so, yeah. I uh, cried on Joyful Joyful. Mm -hmm. And I cried on the other song I sing. La 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 la. I forget what it is now. I'm scared to watch it again because I want to cry no more. Um, I was your lover and your secretary. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I cried on both of those parts, and Devin was in here watching me just like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain it to people what gospel music does to me, but it it makes me just ugly tear up. Like, every time I hear it, it's just, like, snot bubbles. And so I didn't think it was going to be like that because I was sitting there making fun of the movie. I was sitting there making fun of how, you know, uh, uh, Lauren Hill uh, was looking through the bars after she left out the class. Like, everybody follow me so we can all get an F. (laughs) And everybody (laughs) else was like, nah, we're cool. 
well, y'all ain't going – I thought it was one for all and all for one. Well, it's, it's, it's not when we're – I need this class to pass. So she was staring at him through the bars. It was really like my old single simulcast episode. It made me wonder if I did the through the bars episode after I watched that movie. But I think it was after I watched um, – not Antoine Fisher. The one where uh, – Finding Forrester. I think I did it after that one. Um, but I was making fun of it the whole way through and having a great time because I really do like the movie. And then they started singing gospel, and I was just like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" Joyful. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked over, and Nisha's wiping her eyes, and Devin's looking at both of us like, "What the hell?" <laughs> So. Well, that's, I mean, that's church music. I mean, I think, I don't, I don't think you're alone in feeling the emotions that I think are in church music. That's probably why I think a lot of, it's hard for a lot of people to get away, you know, because I think the, that's the part of religion, you know, or the part of going to church that isn't about judgment, isn't about how terrible of a person you are you know, or anything. It's just, this is about God and how great God is or how much God cares about you or how you can ascend to something else, you know, that you're not down and out, that there's, there's hope. And I think, you know, where all the good stuff is, is sometimes in the, is in the singing, is in the choir. Mm -hmm. And so I get it yeah that's probably where the hope and everything comes from it's not so much from because people sleep through the sermon but they don't sleep through the music um right and so yeah that music punched me square in my throat <laughs> oh man um and then after that i watched recess schools out because that's still one of my favorite movies and I was going to start watching Darkwing Duck, but then I realized something really, really quickly. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. I'm so disappointed. The first season of Darkwing Duck is maybe not the first season. I've made it through, like, the first four or five episodes, and I, I don't remember it trying to be funny. Like, it's a lot of sound effects in the first four or five episodes, and... There's no real enemies like there. It's just enemy of the week sort of thing. And and uh, it just feels like the like they didn't know what they wanted to do. There's no liquidator. The very first episode, I was excited because they made uh, Professor Bushroot in the very first episode. But then they didn't have anybody else pop up. And I was just watching like, I, this is boring. He doesn't even have his, <laughs> his like, Darkwing Duck has like a gun that, um, can do different things. Darkwing Duck is essentially Batman. Right. But he's not Batman in the first like four or five episodes. He's just like a duck. And then I looked and it looks like the primary villain who starts up like the whole league of villains doesn't even come out until season two. And I'm like, why am I? I don't. Where's Liquidator? Like, where's all my folks at? And it's just. I'm struggling. I am. I'm not doing well Aww. at all. And it breaks my heart because I thought it used to be my favorite show. Well, you know what? It, I, I would say that it, it is your, it was your favorite show, but the problem is 
is trying to watch something like that with the way that we watch stuff now. We mm -hmm. watch stuff from beginning to end. Whereas when we were, you know, in the 80s and stuff, you never knew what order anything was coming on. You never knew it, this was the season premiere. You know, you barely knew. Sometimes you would know. Sometimes they would kind of let you know that something was coming back after being gone for a little while. But most of the time it was just, it was a new episode. When a new episode came out, maybe it followed along with whatever kind of happened before, depending on the show. And maybe it didn't. You know, so you come back, you're trying to watch something that wasn't made for the way that we watch stuff now. Yeah, I, 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 oh, yeah. And also, like, I thought season one was going to be like 12 episodes and it was, and I, uh, season one's like 58 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we never, like you said, when we got out of school, we were just happy a cartoon was on. Like, I'm free. I can watch a cartoon. And it, it, you didn't know what order they could do whatever they wanted so um so now I, I went on to wikipedia to try and figure out where my folks started showing up at because i don't want to sit through this shit <laughs> that sucks it, but but it makes but it makes sense though it it totally makes sense um and then i i, I watched a few episodes of Recess, and then I realized that I love Recess, so I was going to wait for a kid awesome to be ready to watch that with me. Um, let me see what else. I went through to see what movies I could find that I wanted to watch. Maleficent isn't available until like January of next year. Oh, wow. Uh, there's another movie that we were looking at. Oh, Mary Poppins Returns. That isn't available until January 2021. And they said um, that they were available on other, on other op. There's other sites that it's available on. So we went looking for those other sites. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu. Oh, really? Yeah. So Maleficent is just floating. Hmm. Okay. Cause, Maybe yeah, I, on. I, hmm? I was gonna say I definitely thought Mary Poppins Returns was on was on Netflix. You know, honestly, I didn't even look for Mary Poppins. So I wasn't all that juice to be watching in the first place. We were okay. just flipping through. But Maleficent, oh, man, we wanted to see that because I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, but I don't, like, once this came out, it was supposed to replace me having to buy movies on Vudu, um, Disney movies. Like, okay, right. we got Disney Plus, y'all just watch it on there. And we really liked Maleficent and Maleficent 2, um, but it's not available yet. And a lot of the stuff, we watched The Mandalorian. That was dope. We watched the first two episodes. Um, that was really good. Uh, everything else, I'm just like, eh. Like, seriously, I, I, I know that there's more stuff than what's showing up. But when I went to, I literally went to all movies A through Z. Three-fourths of the movies are stuff that I'm not interested in watching. My kids might be. Um like the Aladdin straight to DVD versions um, and the uh, Lady and the Tramp. I heard the Lady and the Tramp live movie was horrible. Okay, I watched it and it was cute. It was cute? Did they have the We Are Siamese, if you please? No. Oh. No, no, that was, that, no, that's, because see, this is the thing. <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. So my daughter... You know, she wanted to watch, what did she watch first? I think she ended up watching the live action one. 
She ended up watching the live action one and I watched bits and pieces of it. And I was like, oh, this is cute. No, whatever. It's cute. Mm-hmm. And then we watched the cartoon and they came up, you know, and then the, 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 the cats came and it was just like, oh, this is racist. This is really, really racist. Because it was like, because it wasn't just here's these cats who are supposed to be, you know, with them playing on them being Asian cats and everything. But I mean, like they draw them, they draw their eyes to look, you know, like Asian eyes. Mm-hmm. And then and then they made them um, pronounce things the way people make fun of Asian people's pronunciation, like because they don't have. Uh, I don't know which I don't know which one it is. It's I. I think it's the L. The L sound isn't really pronounced in some of in some of their languages, so it sounds like an R. And so that's what the cats were doing when they were pronouncing things. And it was just like, oh, no, this is Mm. real bad. This is real bad. So, no, they did. Now, the cats did sing. The cats were in the show. Okay, that's what I was wondering about. Like, did they just, okay. No, they didn't get, I mean, like, it pretty much stayed, it pretty, I want to say it stayed mostly true to the, it stayed mostly true to the show it's just that i think in the cartoon the aunt comes to watch the baby and the parents leave and then lady you know gets caught up and all that different kind of stuff and in the live action one the parents took the baby and they were asking the aunt to watch the dog and so the the aunt was dog sitting and then lady gets lost and and all that stuff from there and everything okay but I thought, I mean, it seemed pretty close to the, what we had watched and everything. And yeah, it seemed, I, I liked it. I would have watched it again, I guess. It's, you know, like if it's one of those things where like she says like, oh, I want to watch Lady and the Tramp, you know, and she'll watch the live action. And it's like, okay, I'll sit here and, you know, catch it or whatever. It's not going to annoy me. That's, that's really the, because that's the thing about some of these kids shows is you start you know, somebody picks something and it's just like you want to tear your hair out. <laughs> yeah. There's one already. Um, I just realized that I have no desire to uh, deal with certain uh, aspects of Disney's cartoons and one of them that I know I will kick somebody in the in the chest over. Um isn't even a cartoon it's high school musical Mm, sure and they came out with a high school musical the musical the series and so it was questioned if we were going to watch that and 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 that's when i said not on my tv and it turned into a whole thing oh no yeah yeah i mean that the kids got me what well actually you know the daughter has got got me uh got me caught up with descendants I, oh. got caught, I got caught up with that which is it's 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 cute and the but the re but the real caught up is she wants to hear the songs outside of the tv show so sometimes i have to play those songs on the way to school or on the way from school so i'm at a point where now i'm singing the songs you know i'm jamming 
to whatever the fuck <laughs> descendant song that's coming on and everything. So that's that's my life now. <laughs> so personally, is there anything you're looking forward to seeing on Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. No, not not mm-mm. no, not not really. Not it was. Let's see. No, because for one, I, there was some like a lot of the Disney movies that have come out lately that I liked. We kind of already had. Mm-hmm. Like we have Moana. Mm-hmm. We bought Tangles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it was just like, oh, these are kind of already spent some money on these, and and then it's just. But I don't know. It's nice to have. What I think I'm looking forward to is as the Disney movies come out in the movie theater that I know where they're going to be. You know, after they come out from the movie theater, when they come to, you know, when they come to start streaming, I know where they're, they're going to be on Disney plus, yeah. you know, when toy story four stop, you know, comes out or whatever comes to streaming, it's going to be on Disney plus. I think that's what feels good knowing that from now on, as long as we have it, it's not going to Netflix. It's not going to prime video. It's, you know, it's going to go home, you know, that kind of thing. And so at this point in time, you have Hulu because you got the bundle. Yeah. So do you still have Netflix? Yes. Uh, and Prime Video? Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm trying to hear from people because there are so many folks who are, oh, there's too many. Like, did you cut the cord? You see the way my life is set up? Yeah. I heard too many people who were like, I'm, I'm letting go of something to hold on to this. No, I said, cause I, I mean, for one, I, there was no reason for, well, there was no way I was going to get rid of Netflix because I'm watching my K-dramas on Netflix now. <laughs> oh, cool. So it was, you know, so I, I still, I could see if somebody was like, oh, I don't fuck with Netflix anymore. They've gotten rid of this and that, whoopie, whatever, where I was like, I'm still watching this shit like consistently. Okay. So... Are you watching with subtitles or are you just like, I'm going to get what I can get and then what I don't get, I'm going to figure it out or how's that working for you? Oh, no, I'm still watching with subtitles. No, I'm definitely not anywhere close to being able to watch something and know what they're talking about. They speak way too fast. And the thing with Korean, there are a lot of different endings for a lot of different situations, like as far as like sentence endings. And so I don't, I do not have a grasp on any of that as far as like that. Like I'm like at this point I can catch words, you know, like, Oh, I know that they're, uh, you know, like kind of high frequency words. Like a lot of times they say words like, uh, like chincha, which means really. So I'm catching that. I can catch the word, you know, if they're talking about food, you know, like, cause they say pop or they say papal, or, you know, mukta, or stuff like, you know, so I'm catching, like, high, high, high frequency words, but nothing as far as, like, to help me pay attention to what's happening in the show. No. Okay. There was a young lady on my basketball team, the uh, varsity ladies basketball team, who only speaks Spanish. Oh, Okay. Yeah, she's a great young lady, talented ball player, great grades. Like, there's nothing to get, like, 
Like, there's literally no reason to be worried about anything. She's, she's I don't, I, I don't know what classes she's in. I just know she has like a 3.7, something like that. But whenever I'm saying something to the team, I have to remember that she speaks primarily Spanish. And so I have to be looking at her while I'm talking to everybody else because if she shakes her head, then we have to stop and figure out a way to translate it. And actually, there's an app on Google. Uh, Google has a Google Translate app um, that is pretty cool. You can uh, download it onto your phone, and then you hit auto, and it just picks up and recognizes the language that you're speaking in and translates it to the other language that you want it to. So when I start talking in English, it'll automatically translate it over to Spanish for her to read. And when she's talking to Spanish, it'll automatically translate it over to English for me uh, without us having to hold down a button or anything. So we were doing that for a while, but I don't know how that's going to play out when we only got like 30 second timeouts. Right, right. But it's working though. But that's good that it's working because that's one of the other things that they, as far as like language learning, that people kind of push people away from Google Translate. But maybe, but maybe this is just a different part of the app. But just as far as like just plugging stuff in and having it, you know, push it back out in the other language, sometimes it's all fucked up. Mm. So, but that's good that it's working. But obviously, it sounds like this is working for you. So, this may be a different part of the app or google translate like you know the web google translate is bullshit and you know because that's the a lot of teachers tell their students not to use it because they're it'll tell them a word that doesn't mean whatever the google translate says it means or something i never i i i had always just i mean i was sending love letters to nisha in french from google translate I was wondering why she was looking at me like that. <laughs> I meant well. Um, but yeah, we have our first, actually, it's a good thing we're doing this today because we have our first scrimmage on set on Thursday or Tuesday. Um, and um, I, I, I think we're ready. Like we're still, the ladies at this school are interested in basketball, but they're not basketball players. You know, uh-huh. like they didn't, they haven't been playing their entire lives or anything like that. They, they really just stepped into it either in the past two years or this, this is their first time playing it. So we're working through um, what certain things are jump stops, uh, double dribbling. We have to talk with some folks about that and traveling and, and, uh, working on shot form and 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 dribbling without looking down and playing defense and closing out. So in this first um, scrimmage, I I don't know what to expect. I'm just grateful that the uh, athletic director uh, heard what I was saying when I was saying that most times it's it's a process like I don't ever want to jump into a team that's already fully established and super successful and all that kind of stuff because if you continue the success then you're doing what you're supposed to do like you don't really get credit for it because you already had a hugely successful program or whatever it may be if you take on a team that is hugely successful and uh, they start losing, 
then it's your fault because sure. you took a team that was doing great and now they're losing and what exactly we thought you were a good coach, but you can't even coach you out of a paper bag. So having a team of like where you're really building a program, it's different, but it's also peaceful um, because you can see the growth. And, and uh, yesterday, yeah, yesterday we went to the weight room with the ladies and um they uh, worked out in there together and everything. And they're really, they're really building uh, a family, a, a sisterhood in there, which is nice. Um, but I, I, we haven't played against anybody yet. And um, at the point when we do play against somebody, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, back to reality. We got a lot of work to do. I just don't want them to get discouraged or um, – not like basketball because of any struggling that we may do. So I'm trying to protect them from some of the teams that have been contacting me to uh, come out and play against them. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I don't want, I know we're a cupcake squad right now, you know, as far as what football uh, teams call the easier games, we're a cupcake squad, but we're, we don't want to be somebody else's dinner. Right, right. You know, we're not coming out just so that you can get a good warm up and we get humiliated. That's not what we're looking for. So it's it's more difficult finding teams that are honestly at the same level as us um, because, you know, you want it to be where both teams are growing. There's teams out there that will beat you 95 to 1 if, if you play them. And we don't want to play them ever at all maybe next year but not yet um so there was a guy who got pulled over for speeding i am reckless driving and he told the police that he needed to get home in a hurry. The reason why he was driving so quickly is because he needed to get home in a hurry. And the reason why he needed to get home in a hurry is because he was cheating on his wife. Oh. Cops report that he was behind the wheel of a 2015 Honda that was going to excess of 90 miles per hour in a 55 mile per hour zone. Uh, and when stopped by the police, he was apparently en route to his Palm Harbor residence following an extramarital assassination. A, a, a extramarital assignation? Hmm, never heard of it being called that. I almost said assassination because <laughs> extramarital assassination. Uh, Picker reportedly indicated his driving was reckless and endangering because he needed to get home in a hurry because he was cheating on his wife. Seen above, he was busted for reckless driving a misdemeanor, but when cops searched him post arrest, they found a baggie with crack cocaine in the shirt pocket, mm. leading to an additional felony drug possession charge. Uh, Picker was arrested in March uh, following a conversation with his wife in their residence. So I think that he was really speeding back because he was high or he was trying to get back home, but I don't think he, I think his wife was a scapegoat. I think he was really, it was the crack that he had um, and he was trying to hopefully 
whatever he was going to say, he was hoping that they just let him go with a warning. And they're like, no, nah, we ain't doing that. We don't know your wife. So get out the car and get on the ground while we look at all your stuff. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I agree. Because he, I, yeah, I think it was definitely trying to get out of it. Like, I don't understand why that would be the excuse. You should have used the excuse like my daughter is having a baby and I'm speeding to the hospital because it's like her water just broke. I don't know if that will work either. Yeah. I'm I'm really reticent to say any excuses around cops when I get pulled over. I feel like you say too many excuses, you'll get like hemmed up or shot. Yeah, that, that, make, that makes sense. So I just sit there quietly and just stare straight ahead until everything gets done and just kind of try and move on with my day. But I would have never thought to be like, I'm, I would have never. That's something where you're just not really. I don't think he thought that one out. That he was cheating on his wife. That just doesn't work for me. Or maybe maybe he was thinking like a whole brotherhood thing, you know, like he thinks like, oh man, he'll understand mm. because, you know, motherfuckers ain't shit kind of thing. You know? We all like, ain't, hey bro. <laughs> like we all cheat, like everybody, all these motherfuckers be cheating. So I know he got to relate to trying to get back, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, but it's still, it. I would think that, you know, saying like, oh man, somebody's sick, somebody's hurt, my mom's in the hospital or Oh my, you know, like I would think that might make more sense, but still, I I think he thought like I think he thought the cop would relate. Cops probably would have related if they hadn't already found the crack. I feel like they probably found the crack first, and then he was like, "I was cheating on my wife." <laughs> uh, bro, we we got the crack in my hand. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I was I was cheating on my wife. I was totally like balls deep. Down the street. I don't know where that came from. That ain't even my shirt. I wore her shirt out of the hotel room after I finished giving it to her while I was cheating on my wife. That crack's not mine, officer. You could call her. What's your wife's number? Oh, I'm going to jail, aren't I? I shouldn't have said your wife. I meant to say you could call my wife, and she'll say that I've been cheating on her for years, not with crack. (laughs) With my secretary. Yeah, I own a business. Maybe you've heard of it. It's Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) I'm going to jail, aren't I? Okay, just checking. Um, so I don't know about, you know, the area that you're in. Oklahoma City area. Mm-hmm. But for some reason out here, turkeys have just gotten out of hand. Like, Wait, there's like- a band of turkeys that live right around the corner from my house. And I don't know if, like, farmers have brought them here or what because they live behind there. It's like a fence that they're always behind. It's not that they're out running in the street or anything, but there's, like, a gang of turkeys just walking the neighborhood or walking behind this fence like they're in jail. And um, a little bit further up, like going northbound, there's actually an area where white people have let the turkeys completely run free. Yeah. 
And so now the turkeys are just like in the middle of the street and, and all kind of crazy outlandish stuff um, attacking people. That's scary. That's, that, yeah, that's scary. There was a, there's a set of turkeys on the way to uh, my kid's old school. And so I never knew where they lived. I would just kind of see them out. And, but it's just like, it, it didn't seem like they, it was the type of thing that you could keep pinned up though. Cause it's turkeys, they mm-hmm. fly, you know, they can jump over most, you know, they can get over a, a relatively normal sized fence. So they would be in the street and kind of hanging out, but I don't, I don't know if they ever really attacked anybody, but that's scary. That's because those, those are some big ass birds. They are. There's just, there's just a certain point where birds get up to a certain size and it's just like, yeah, this is a problem. You can't be around me. I just want to point out that, you know, if you were to kill the turkeys around this time of the year, <laughs> I don't think anybody would notice. I just don't know if, like, you're supposed to be, like, I don't know if you can eat every turkey in the world. Right. Like, I, I feel like there's some turkeys who, like, if they're not, like, farm raised or whatever it may be they might be out there eating gravel and shit like i just feel like turkeys are big mean and stupid um but turkeys have been running up on people's cars uh pecking the top of their pecking the roof of their cars um running up on people uh professional ball player retired professional ball player said that he was scared for him and his uh family's lives which, okay, you know. <laughs> I mean, clearly these turkeys are about it, about it. Yeah, exactly. And I I mean, we kind of brought it upon ourselves. We've been killing them for years. They finally got everybody together and formed a union. They're fighting back. This like this like the turkey version of us. They just came out of nowhere and now they're just like, bro, bro. You know, as they walk over to people and just take over. Yeah, the revolution has begun. Mm-hmm. And it will be not televised. Like, it's a very Black Friday indeed when the turkeys yeah. rose up and started <laughs> taking people out. I'm just saying, most of y'all can't cook turkey well anyway. Leave these niggas alone. Stop. Turkey is played. Unless it's ground turkey. I mean, turkey for Thanksgiving is a played out thing. Make, 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 if you, if you don't eat ham, which I understand a lot of folks don't, make prime rib, make some fish, do something other than turkey, be different in your neighborhood. You can go to like six people's houses on Thanksgiving, you can stop at like six people's house, big mama's house, mama's house, uh, your cousin's house, your auntie's house, your sister's house, your brother's house, and they all serve in turkey. So you walking out with like six leftover plates of turkey, you go home and you make some some poke chops or some ribs or some gumbo. All that stuff is probably going to be on sale because everybody buying turkey. Throw people off. Make a chicken. Nobody will be able to tell the difference. Niggas can't tell the difference between chicken and turkey. Oh, this is a small turkey, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we got a smaller family. I'll feel that. And it ain't nothing but a chicken. Make a chicken. Save yourself the stress of having to, unlike what those white folks did a couple of weeks ago, 
put a turkey in the oven for like three hours. Save yourself the trouble of having to have a turkey in the oven for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Make a chicken. Chickens, you can get away with having them in the oven for three, maybe two. Depends on how you're cooking it, what size it is. Turkeys are huge. Yeah. The leftovers, nobody ever wants to eat them, so they just sit there until you start throwing them away. Save yourselves that stress. Go to Chili's. Like, seriously. (laughs) Take yourself out to dinner. There's people who literally open up their restaurant on Thanksgiving and they're always empty. Make somebody else's day. Go eat some Chinese food. Have 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 a quesadilla. Have something. Fuck turkey. You see what they're doing to us? They're killing us in the streets, ladies and gentlemen. And you're okay with that? You're co-signing that they're good and they're they're tasty? No. We have to stop this now. We have to put a lid on this right now. And the only way to do that is a boycott turkey. Unless it's ground turkey. Wow. Ground turkey is cool. Nobody's going to listen to that. Nobody's nobody's not going to. Yeah, nobody. Everybody's still going out to go get their turkey and they're getting ready to defrost it and everything else and everything. But I do I do think what you're saying, though, hold some weight or hold some water because it's just not worth it. I just don't I don't think all the effort that it takes to make a really large uh, Thanksgiving dinner is worth it in the end. It just seems so stressful to have to, you know, especially if you're the only person cooking to have to, you know, you got to prep this and prep that and make sure you have this, make sure you have that. You have to make sure your home is ready for these people to come into it. And, and it's just, ugh, uh, ugh. I don't ever want to, I don't even care if I really could was an awesome cook. It's just no, I don't want to host. I don't I don't want to deal with that that stress mm-hmm. of everyone just no. I just mm-mm, no. Mm-mm, hey, it y'all sound- cooking Thanksgiving this year? Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess. Cool, we're coming to your house. Wait, what? Exactly. What do you want us to bring? <laughs> the turkey. You bring the turkey. I'll bring the forks in the house. <laughs> oh, I don't like people in my house enough to want to ever host anybody to do nothing, especially not Thanksgiving. The, here's the best and worst thing about hosting something at your house. Best thing, you can leave the room and go into your room and hide out and play video games and hope nobody knows you're gone. Worst thing, people will notice that you're gone because they get bored at your house because it's not at their house and they start looking around for people. Where'd Derek go? I thought he went to the bathroom. Mm. I'm going to go back and look. Stay the fuck out of my room. Uh, he's in his room. He's, you know, feeling antisocial right now. Just, I don't want to host people. Ever. But my mama talked her way in. She's coming over. We're not supposed to be doing Thanksgiving. All I want to do, my mother-in-law is doing Thanksgiving Nisha and the kids are going over there. I was going to take a nap, recharge my batteries, blah, blah, blah. My mom pops up. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? I said, my mother-in-law is having Thanksgiving. She said, that's cool. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? I said, I'm doing something for Black Friday. <laughs> right. 
I'm really cooking for Black Friday. I'm, I'm going to make some food for Black Friday. She was like, cool, what should I bring for Thanksgiving? You're not hearing me. So now I got people coming over for Thanksgiving I didn't even want to do. Because mm-hmm. my mom last year, they literally will go to a restaurant. They're at that point. Like last year, they all went to uh, a, a nearby uh, nice restaurant and they all ate. So this year, I guess it was too expensive. So they're coming over to my house and, you know, I'm going to feel bad when I throw my mom out. <laughs> but I'm going to throw her out. Everybody can get out of my house. Like, yo, I'm the only person here. Get out. Um, <sighs> Thanksgiving. It's like... The work you put into Thanksgiving isn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody wants to talk about the peer pressure that goes into Thanksgiving. Like, you really don't have to do all that shit. But nobody can think of another way to go about doing Thanksgiving. Like, some people break that chain. They're like, you know what? We're not going to eat this for Thanksgiving. We're going to make a meatloaf, or we're going to go out, or we're going to do this, that, and the third for Thanksgiving. And everybody's like, cool, because I'm sick of turkey anyway with the nasty-ass canned cranberry sauce. Um, And then everybody else just like, it is what it is. We're going to do this every year, and this is our tradition, and there's no getting away from it. I'd rather make a tri-tip for Thanksgiving than have a turkey. At least tri-tip, you can, like, if you don't cook a turkey right, ladies and gentlemen, it is literally ruined. Yeah. If you dry a turkey out, if you if you overcook it by just a little bit, it is done. And that's a lot of meat to be ruining. It's hard to mess up a tri-tip. You wrap it up and you season it. It's important, white people. You season it. You can season it. You can season it. Look, look, look. All you people who are still using uh, salt shakers with the little holes, because you use a little um, salt with the girl with the yellow umbrella, and the, the container of salt is pouring out. Almer who made it. Don't add Morton's. me. Morton. Morton. Yeah, her, what she Morton. said with the with the little girl. A little black yeah. girl dressed up as that character. It was cute. Um, but instead of buying that kind, buy kosher salt. The big ass crystals for Thanksgiving. For any for any big meal, buy the kosher salt. Here's what you do. You're welcome in advance. You take the kosher salt. You you buy a container, like a, a shaker container that has big holes. You get the kosher salt. You pour a third of the container of kosher salt into a bowl. You pour a third of a large container of black pepper into that same bowl. Then you pour some garlic powder in there and some onion powder. And maybe some crushed red peppers, depending on if you're feeling classy or not. (laughs) Mix it all up in the bowl. You don't have to crunch it down or anything. You don't have to pestle it. Just mix it all up and pour it into the container with the large holes. And going forward, you could just season your meat with the same consistent seasoning. And you don't have to worry about it anymore. So you're seasoning a tri-tip with salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, maybe crushed red peppers if you're feeling uh, gangsta. You put a butter rub over the top of it with a little bit more garlic in the butter, and then you wrap it up in foil, and you throw it on the grill. Walk away. 
put it on the grill, leave. Come back in about an hour and 30 minutes if you want it to be medium rare. Two hours if you want it to be medium well. Take it out, leave it in the foil, leave it alone. It's going to smell amazing. Leave it the fucketh alone. The reason why I'm saying this long of a time is because since it's in the foil, it's not going to cook as quickly. It's not going to burn because nothing's going to flare up from the, from the fire or anything like that. After about 20 minutes of it resting, break out some warm French bread and some more butter and some asparagus, some broccoli. I don't really care what you make of the side. Mashed potatoes and, and macaroni and cheese and chop that motherfucker up. Golly, I'm hungry just thinking about it. And a tri-tip only costs like $18, $19. I think turkey costs the same amount, maybe maybe like $25, $26. But why? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing about eating turkey versus eating tri-tip. You're going to eat turkey in two weeks on Thursday. And you're going to be like, man, that turkey was great. Two weeks later, you're going to eat after eating turkey every day for the next week, you're going to finally freeze the rest of the turkey and put it in the free, well, freeze it in the freezer. Duh, Derek. And then a couple of days after that, you're going to eat chicken. That tastes just like the turkey. Just thinking about that makes my mouth kind of pucker. You're going to have turkey quesadillas. You're going to have turkey sandwiches. You're going to have just turkey. You're going to have most people, most black folks that I know, after the Thanksgiving is over, we don't even fuck with the turkey as much as we fuck with all the side dishes. Yes. Make the side dishes. You could make the side dish with a tri-tip. Yeah. And it would probably be amazing. Like the sweet potato casserole or the yam casserole that folks make. Or Shantae, what's your favorite side dish? Uh, probably the macaroni and cheese. Probably like the, the baked macaroni and cheese. Like the baked macaroni day. and cheese. That'll go great with a tri-tip. Yeah. And you don't have to... There's nothing more stressful than holiday cooking. Yeah. And in this day and age where mental health is so sinister and so real, why set yourself up like that? Me? This year, I'm doing a uh, prime rib if I can afford it. If not, I'm doing a tri-tip and they can shut the fuck up or get the fuck out. And I'm going to sous vide it for three days. And then I'm going to smoke it for two hours. And then I'm going to put it in the oven for 30 minutes. The sous vide cooker, I don't have to look at it. It's in a plastic bag. I'm going to season it. I'm going to marinate it for a day. I'm going to sous vide it for three days. And then I'm going to, I don't have to worry about it. Turkey, you have to clear stuff out your refrigerator to make room for it to thaw out, and it has to sit there for like a long time. And then you got to brine it or season it or whatever it is yeah. you're gonna do to it, and yep. take off the insides and just all the stuff that you have to do to make a good turkey. 
it, it is very labor intensive. Like just when, you know, once I really understood what you really had to do, what one really had to do to pull off like a really good turkey. And even if you, and hell, you could do what, like you said, like what's really messed up is that you could fuck up the turkey. Like you could do everything that you're supposed to do. You could season it. You could brine it. You could, you know, do everything you're supposed to do and still fuck that thing up. And Girl. that's why there's, and that's why there's no, there's no reason for like, like a full on like that. Like if anything, well, hell for one, it, I mean, like you should just get, like people should just get, if you really want turkey, you should just get like turkey breast yes. that you could like, just because don't nobody, it's not that serious as far as like the full on, like actual bird carcass. It, it's like it like it looks nice like i think that's what it is is that so much we've been bombarded with that image so much of this giant bird you know on the you know on the table carving it people around the table and the the fantasy looks really cute but the prep is terrible mm-hmm. so it's just like no you should get get multiple turkey breasts and everybody can get a good piece of meat it tastes awesome and it's still turkey and you don't even have to feel like like you didn't have to pull any giblets out or anything it's just it's right there it's awesome i just i i when you were saying that i thought back to the second time i made a turkey the first time i made a turkey i used a, a barrel smoker it turned out amazing everybody complimented me i felt great because i got complimented right. um the second time I made a turkey for Thanksgiving, I was still riding high on the wave of being complimented for shit. And so I marinated it and I brined it and I did all that kind of stuff. And I went to a website that I, I go to um, called smoking-meat.com. Mm-hmm. For the unknown or for the unaware, it's a website about smoking meat you know, on the grill. So they had a maple butter smoked turkey that I was like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I burnt the shit out of the outside because I put the glaze on there too early. Oh. And it flared up. Mm-hmm. And it. Uh, I went to bed because, I, like I said, you start cooking a turkey at like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning to smoke it all the way until like one o'clock when people get there at our house. It's not like you show up at 11 o'clock and start eating. You show up at 11 and start talking. Right. uh, But you don't start eating till like one o'clock. And so it burnt. And so everybody was looking like, Oh, the inside, the the meat was still cooked well, but the, um, I had to end up cutting the meat off and then uh, putting it into a bowl so then people could pick their stuff out because the skin, the glaze just didn't work. So it's really easy to mess up a turkey. And like I said, turkeys ain't cheap. And once you mess up the turkey, you're just like, all that work I put in for this, I don't want to do that anymore. Make turkey burgers. Hey, be different. Make turkey burgers with a um, cranberry sauce spread and cheddar cheese and um, shit, I don't know. 
cream spinach? I don't fucking know. Because cream spinach is good when done correctly. Like, you put, like, I think cream spinach, you put cheese into it and all that kind of stuff, and it can turn out really good. Spinach is good on its own, but cream spinach can be really good. So take cream spinach and put it on there and, like, make, like, a, a, a cornbread bun. I'm just thinking out loud. There's a million ways to not have to eat real big ass turkeys for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I know I'm going to be mad when I start cooking this turkey, but it's been sitting in our freezer for so goddamn long that I was like, I'm going to make a tri-tip. And Nisha was like, oh, you make a turkey? And I was like, no, I'm going to make a tri-tip. And she was like, well, we already have a turkey in the in the garage, so. We got to get rid of it. It wasn't even like I want to eat it. It was just like, we got to get rid of it. It's like, damn, turkey. <sighs> um, so a school in Minnesota, there's a lot of punk ass schools recently that are talking about sh- how to shame kids who can't pay for their uh, lunch debts. Fucking assholes. And then as soon as somebody else is like, yo, I'll pay for all the lunch debt in the entire school. They're like, nah, we're cool. That won't teach the kids anything. Like you shaming them for not having money that they don't have because their parents are actually the ones who will pay even if they had money. So really you're shaming the parents through the kids. Um, it's been going on for a while throughout the country. Right. And the latest one is in Minnesota. Um, And Richfield High School came under fire on Monday after around 40 students had their hot lunches taken off their trays, thrown out, and replaced with a cold lunch when cafeteria staff saw that they had lunch debt of more than, you want to guess how much the the, the debt was? $50. 15. 15. They had a debt of $15. So they took their lunch and threw them out. That might be like a week of food. That might not even be a week of food. That might, I mean, depending on how much it costs to, you know, for a school lunch and everything. Mm. I'm just thinking like maybe like $3 is probably, mm. a, you know, is yeah. a good regular average number. Yeah. And wow. Like, a, that's stupid. That's, I mean, <sighs> I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. But, I mean, cause kids, you know, you, these kids have to go to school, you know, We've set up where kids have to be at school. It's like, why can't they, why can't lunch be free? Why, does, mm-hmm. why, why can't they just have free lunch? And why does, why does free lunch only have to be the kids who, you know, quote unquote, can't afford it? Everybody should be able to eat if they go to school. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, ugh. there's so much messed up as far as the way we treat ourselves, you know, in society. It's just like, why would you want, why would you want children to go to school and not be able, then be potentially mistreated in this way, you know, to be looked at like everybody else has a hot lunch and they got a sandwich, got a cold ass sandwich. And it can't even be like, because due to the fact that peanut butter is no longer allowed in most schools it won't even be a peanut butter sandwich it's going to be like a sunflower butter sandwich and and it sounds like i'm joking but i've literally seen this sunflower butter and and grape jelly sandwich like that's terrible it's like they're in prison 
or something. It's like, it's just, it's, it's just terrible. Like why, I don't under, you know what? I don't understand why people are so willing to mistreat children, but at the same time, people clearly mistreat children. They think, you know, children don't deserve to be taken care of and that they're supposed to take what they can get because they're children and that they have to deserve what they get. They have to prove themselves to, to get, you know, correct treatment. Well, because like they said in the song, you know, the wall, um, but when they got home at night, the teachers who were being, who were bullying the kids would get harassed by their, their significant other within inches of their lives. You know, they, they come out to the kids and be all sarcastic and, and mean and rude and all that kind of stuff. I'm not quoting this song's lyrics because they're actually pretty fat phobic. Um, but when they would get home at night, their, their, their significant others would beat them within inches of their lives. That's what they said. So, Adults still aren't willing to recognize that they're bullies. Mm -hmm. You're put in a position of power and absolute power corrupts absolutely only really if you're working with kids. Um, Because who's going, you really get that mindset of there's nobody above me here, even though the kids should be at the top of the line because they're the ones who need to learn and benefit from what you're teaching them. And if you give them a traumatic experience, they're going to shut down and that entire year is lost. Let a kid have beef with you. They're not going to hear a thing you say for the entire rest of the time they're around you because they're really just sitting there thinking about how much they dislike you and how unfair you are. The school said students should not be told publicly in front of their peers that they owe owe money. Because, you know, telling the kids you can't eat because you're broke has always worked. (laughs) Uh, They should instead be informed about any lunch death from a social worker or a guidance counselor. The school also said a hot lunch should have never been taken off a student's tray, even if they have debt. Um, A bill has been introduced by Democratic Congresswoman Ilhan Omar uh, called the No Shame at School Act. Um, she introduced it with fellow Minnesota Democrat Senator Tina Smith in June to end school lunch debt shaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, across this country, students whose families are struggling to afford school meals are being singled out and humiliated at lunchtime, Omar said in a statement at the time. No child should incur a debt because of their financial constraints beyond their control. Like I said, these folks ain't got no money. They ain't, they ain't. You know what's really messed up in hindsight? Asking your kids if they have McDonald's money. <laughs> it's like a pithy little comeback that we're all used to because our parents did it to us, but you know they ain't got it. If you don't give, my kids started saying, you don't give me allowance. <laughs> sure. And it shut me up real quick. Do you got McDonald's money? No, because you ain't never gave me an allowance. I'm pretty much at your, like, I'm, I, I can only do this at your leisure. Right. You know what? You're absolutely right. I'm going to stop saying, do you got McDonald's money? Um, but yeah, it's just, I've seen teachers shame kids because the kids didn't get something done. They cost money. 
I've seen teachers leave kids behind on field trips because the kids didn't have money for the field trip. And it's like a big field trip. And you're sending the kids into a room with like uh, another class or you're sending them into a class with like, like I've seen fifth graders get sent into a room with third graders. Right. Uh, with their homework or their classwork, whatever they, whatever nobody else had to do, they had to do extra classwork while sitting in the back of the class of another classroom because their parents didn't have money to pay for them to go on a field trip. And usually it was like 15, maybe $20. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like a big amount of money. So I would say, yo, can I just pay for this kid to go? I've got the money. Can I pay for it? And they would say, well, no, because you know, then their parents still have to sign the permission slip and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, not really. Cause it says parent or guardian. And I will watch over this kid during this trip. Because I was going on the trip. They could right. be a part of my, you know, chaperone group, and I'll watch them. We can't do that. Well, why not? Can you call the parent and see if it's cool? If Like, yeah, I can call them over and they can call their parents and see if it's cool. I have the money. We, I can't explain it, but we just can't do that. And time is running out. Like, okay. Yeah. That sucks. But, I mean, it... it it unfortunately makes sense why they can't do it and everything because they need all that stuff on file and blah, 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 permission slips, liabilities and all that stuff. But, but yeah, it does. It sucks. It sucks that small amounts of money lead to children feeling left out. Mm-hmm in these type, you know, when it's just like, shit, why can't they all just go? Mm-hmm. You know, if they, you know, it's one thing if the parent decides to keep them at home because they can't go, it's just like, you know, but you know, every parent can't do that. You know, every parent can't keep their child at home. You know, the kid can't stay home by themselves or whatever, but that still I has just, to be a sucky experience to right. be in the back of a class and you know you're in one grade but you got to sit and all your class goes to the whatever they come back and they're talking about being at the whatever mm-hmm. or you know or hell even the teacher you know may they may go, like they go to the science museum you can't go to the science museum they come back and here's the teacher giving an assignment based on stuff that happened at the science museum you know that kind of you know just you know just more reiteration that you didn't get to go you know. And sometimes they'll have like, I've seen, I've seen teachers who at the science museum or at the history place or whatever they're at, they literally give assignments right. to the kids. You have to, while you're here, here's a, a scavenger hunt or here's a something or other that you have to do. And this kid misses out on that whole experience. Or if it's something that actually has to be done, now they got to go home and do research on it. So not only did you keep me out of this, but now I got to go home and look shit up. All the kids are talking about what I missed out on. And now all the kids know that I can't afford to go or that I'm a troublemaker because you're going to tell everybody else. You're going to tell somebody and teachers can't keep their mouth shut. So somebody's going to tell the kids why this kid couldn't go. I will sign a waiver for your kid. If your kid is in my kid's classroom and I've been volunteering there long enough, I'll sign a waiver for your kid so then they get to go. 
I have bought lunch for kids while they were at field trips because their parents didn't give them any money and they didn't give them any lunch. I will take care of your kid because I don't want your kid to be left out there. That's not fair to your kid. Really, it's not fair to either one of y'all or any of y'all. You're embarrassed you ain't got the money. Your kid is embarrassed they're sitting there not able to eat and don't want to ask anybody for any money. They're falling behind a group of kids who are all eating, hoping that one of their friends will be like, yo, let me give you some, some of my food. Kids don't do that, not too often. Right. So they're just falling behind and while their friends are eating like hot french fries and all this kind of stuff, I'm going to buy your kid something to eat. And now your kid is embarrassed because they've been told by you, you know, don't, don't we taking money or or accepting something that's you know we're not poor we got pride your kid it's not your kid's fault that y'all don't have money it's not your fault either the way things are set up in this world is probably not your fault either honestly right but damn let me know if you know me and your kid goes to the same school as my, or is in the same class as my kid, let me know. If your kid is on the same basketball team as my kid and we're all riding out together and your kid can't go because you can't afford to get a room, let me know. If your kid doesn't get to go to the end of the school year party at whatever amusement park or swimming hole or whatever the, the kids are all going to, let me know. Let somebody know. I mean, hell, if you trust a teacher, set up an appointment with the teacher and let them know. I guarantee you most teachers do not want their kid to be left behind. Because if you leave a kid with another teacher, that means you got to set up conversation with that other teacher. The other teacher has to watch out for some kid that they don't know, all this kind of stuff. I remember once I got left behind. One time I got left behind and I was in the fourth grade and I got left behind the second grade classroom and the teacher, the second grade teacher was just like, Hey, do you want to help out with grading papers and helping out kids who may need help? And that's what I did all day. And then everybody came back and I found out about how much fun they had going to the zoo. Mm Mm-hmm. It was the zoo. Like, honestly, I don't give a fuck about a zoo. Do you want to go to the zoo? Do you want to go to a prison? It's pretty much the same thing. (laughs) But not being able to go when everybody else goes? Nigga, that'll make you want to go to McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I'm cool. I don't want to go to McDonald's. Well, we're all going to McDonald's. I want to go to McDonald's. Why can't I go to McDonald's? It's stupid. I want McDonald's. Fourth grade mindset. Fifth grade kid adult shit whatever all y'all motherfuckers talking about how you don't want that popeye chicken sandwich and you'll never eat that popeye chicken sandwich let everybody in your office be talking about getting that popeye chicken sandwich going out to lunch to get that popeye chicken sandwich you will waver and they're okay they're not the best thing in the world not even close but as far as chicken sandwiches go they're pretty good eat it with some red beans and rice you'll be all right But real talk, we have to stop shaming the poor through their children. We have to stop shaming the poor, period. 
but the kids don't deserve none of it. You know, I've been thinking a long time about um, adoption, uh-huh. about either fostering or adopting. And I saw a video a couple of days ago of a teenager who got adopted. Yeah. It was a commercial. Yeah. The teenager who saw the pictures on the wall. Um, there was a teenager who got adopted by a family of black uh, mom and a white dad. And um, when he first got to the house, there were, he was looking at the pictures next to the front door and there were, you know, family pictures. And then they go through his, like him vibing with his family and everything. And over time he starts seeing more and more pictures showing up in his pictures of him being involved in these family activities. And he goes and he gives his mom a hug. And I cried. Big booger snot tears. Because there's so many kids out there who just need somebody to mm-hmm. want them. To want them to have a chance. To want them to uh, have a family. Everybody goes to adopt and they're looking at like babies. And I found out that there's like four-year-olds who aren't getting adopted because they're not babies. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. There's three-year-olds who aren't getting adopted because they're not babies. And then there's babies who are getting adopted because they're not white. Um, And so people are just leaving these kids behind the system because they don't fit their menu selection. And the kids who are getting left behind the most, 10 and up. Once you hit 10 and up, you're just in the system. You might get fostered, but you don't get adopted. So we've been really thinking about adopting a teenager. And I'm still thinking about it, like, because it's, it's, it's not something that you do lightly. Sure. You know, but you see these kids. And I mean, we have the, the space, we have the space in our hearts, we have the time Even if you adopt a 17-year-old, at least you're doing it before they turn 18. They're out there in the world with no place to come back to. You adopt a 17-year-old, at that point in time, you can help them. You could co-sign a credit card for them. You can help them get a space. You can co-sign an apartment for them. You can do all these things for them. You can give them a home while they find out what they want to actually do with their lives instead of them turning 18 and just getting kicked out into the world. They don't even have to leave your house when they turn 18. They don't. They can stay. But nobody wants to adopt teenagers. Nobody wants to adopt children. Everybody wants a bubbly baby. Got to stop failing these kids. boy so um a woman was charged after an argument escalated into a shooting yeah let's put it like that in florida (laughs) uh deputies say an argument on xbox live escalated into a drive-by shooting involving a bb gun (laughs) Isabel Lewis has been charged with three felonies after deputies say the 19-year-old shot at a home with a BB gun. According to the incident report, the victims were playing on Xbox Live with friends on October 30th. 
when Lewis and her boyfriend started shouting into the microphone about a $40 disagreement with the victims. Hmm. Officials said that Lewis made threats about shooting up their home. Around 11 p.m., residents on that road said that they heard a loud bang from inside their home. Deputies believe Lewis drove past the victim's house and shot a BB gun at their car and home, which shattered a glass door and damaged a vehicle. Quote, it's just mind-boggling that this is how you solve an argument on Xbox Live. And again, thank God it wasn't a real firearm. Enough damage was caused by the BB gun. On Thursday, she was arrested and charged with three felonies. That's it. That's the whole thing. 40 bucks. That's that's wild. Like, what a BB gun. That's... And at the same time, though, it's, you know, people get so serious with video games mm-hmm. and everything. Well, I'm assuming that it's it, the $40 is about a video game because maybe it wasn't. Maybe this is just two people who had something going on. They're still playing video games together and then they're trying to discuss it. And then it turns into a huge to do or whatever. But I stopped playing multiplayer games online. Um on Xbox and on PlayStation. I don't, I don't, I mean, I could, I just don't do it because it used to be bad when we were playing like Modern Warfare 2 on Xbox Live. Like people would, like my middle name was nigger. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So now, nah, I'm cool. I'm I'm all right. I don't want to do it. I don't want to play with you. Why don't you want to play you dirty nigger? That's pretty much it. Right. That's Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely a time where uh, I would think that people probably play with their friends versus playing with random people. Mm-hmm. But on Fortnite, like, you're playing with your friends, and even your friends are yelling at each other. Devin and his friends play Fortnite together, and I hear some of the most rancid stuff. Not from, not like, you fucking stupid. Like, they're not cussing each other out. But I hear other kids on the same, like, chat with them. Uh You suck. You're horrible. You suck. You should just kill yourself. And I'm like, it's a video game. Yeah. It's a video game. Like, just just play a single-player game or play something with your brother. Play something else. And it's not – they're not yelling it at him, and he's not yelling at anybody else. But I'm just like, that starts to sink in after a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I know – without a shadow of a doubt that struggling in a video game will cause you like if you go on a losing streak or something like that it will affect your mood um and so some of these kids may actually contemplate harming themselves if they're not doing something correctly or they're being denigrated or something like that and it starts to trickle over um i know that there's been um kids who play on my basketball team who started talking to kids on the basketball team the what they were talking to kids in chat rooms and I was like you you can't do that right you can't these are real life people who are on your team in front of you just cuz they miss a layup or miss a shot you can't talk to people like that it's not nice um but yeah Shoot up people's houses with a BB gun um, in a drive-by. 
and she was white. Oh yeah, yeah. So she's like driving into a neighborhood doing a drive-by. I'm just I'm hearing all this and I'm wondering like well the people that shot that they shot at knew everything about him cuz they were you know, she actually said she was going to drive by and shoot up the house. So they had heard her say this. So it wasn't a question of like, guess the race or anything like that. But in any other situation, a drive-by happened in Florida, a black person getting arrested. A Hispanic person getting arrested. They're not going to look at like a white person. White people, though, y'all stay tripping on video games. That whole swatting shit, sending the swat over to somebody's house. Um just the the slurs and the hatred and the misogyny and the racism y'all gotta put a a a lid on that shit most people i know don't even play uh with the chat room on anymore when they play video games yeah it's horrible it's a bad bad environment to be in now um a retired or a senior official with the aarp formerly known as the american association of retired persons Uh, took an apparent swipe of millennials on Tuesday over the popular OK Boomer message, arguing that the older generations actually have all the money. Quote, OK, millennials, but we're the people who actually have the money, Myrna Blurth, or Myrna Blythe, senior vice president and editorial director of AARP Media, told Axios in an interview in which she addressed the group's success with its digital and print uh, assets. Blythe's comments led to criticism on social media, with many arguing that she's seen the myths why the OK Boomer tagline had become popular. Taylor Lorenz, a New York Times reporter who covers internet culture, tweeted that the problem is that older generations do have all the money. Right. When reached for comment, the AARP pointed the hill to a blog post addressing Blythe's remarks and the backlash that provoked it. In it, Jason Young, senior vice president of media relations for AARP, expressed regret over how Blythe's statements were received, writing that the group did not intend to contribute to an intergenerational feud. Quote, when her comments appeared out of context on social media, they weren't out of context, ladies and gentlemen. There's no way to really (laughs) take that statement out. They're like, yeah. Damn motherfucker, we have all the money. You can't take that out of context. Y'all niggas broke. (laughs) We didn't mean it like that, though. (laughs) When we're saying we have all the money, we're saying what we really need to do is communicate and find a bridge. (laughs) That's why why y'all eating top rating. We got filet mignon. (laughs) See, when we said filet mignon, what we really meant was being open to sharing with the younger generations our wisdom and logic of how we got the filet mignon in the first place so that uh, they can get filet mignon and feed further generations. It was completely taken out of context. When Blythe's comments appeared out of context on social media, it was taken as a clap back at millennials. That's not what we uh, intended. We regret how we made our case, Young wrote. Here's the, all, here's the other thing that gets me. When somebody says something, like Blythe. Yeah. And then somebody else writes the apology. I really don't believe it at all. Oh yeah. No. That's that's PR. The PR person. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, well, she's still posing there like a super hot fire <laughs> with the arms <laughs> folded over the chest while everybody while all the old people run past like, oh, oh. <laughs> 
which is so messed up. It's so it's so messed up that she would. Well, it's it's messed up that older people, you know, that these people who were born, you know, from nineteen forty something and nineteen sixty something, you know, these boom, you know, these baby boomers, are taking it so personal that mm-hmm. somebody has come up with. And, and I mean, I feel like this shit is only happening on the internet. I feel like if you walk around, like there's a lot of people who really don't have, don't feel any kind of way about baby boomers in that kind of way. So I feel like this, this, this okay boomer shit is happening on the internet. And, but at the same time, it's just like, well, what else is this group of people supposed to do after, especially for these last few years? It's like, oh man, millennials and kill chain restaurants. Millennials and killed American cheese. Millennials killed houses. Millennials <laughs> but wait, wait, killed... wait. Let's circle back to American <laughs> cheese because American cheese fucking sucks. It's good on a grilled cheese sandwich. But 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 just all these different things. Just millennials. Millennials suck. Millennials are entitled. Millennials can't. You know, talking about all these different things that millennials can't do. And saying how bad they are, you know, like, look at them, but, you know, they're a drain on their parents' retirement and everything. And it's just like, bitch, do you know how much it cost? You know, they're in, you know, they got student loan debt. You told them that they needed to go to college, that this was so important, so important that they go to college. And then they go to college, but they don't, they can't get into the field that they want to get into because they got to have 10 years of experience of some shit that they would have never got 10 years of experience of anyway, or, you know, they can't, or, or they get the job, but the people want to pay them $30,000 for a job that they should be getting like 60 or 74, you know, Mm -hmm. just you, you, you haven't done right by your children and your grandchildren. And now they're, they're basically like talking back to you. Like that's basically what okay boomer is. They're mm-hmm. just talking back. That's really all it is. Like they haven't said, you know, when I saw it, uh, saw that lady, I was like, man, I was like, you know, Alexa, play Annie up. It's time to rob these old people. Like that's that's <laughs> my thing. It's like 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 I choose violence. Like that's that's where I am with it. But I know a lot of people, I mean, like, that's like super far fetched. But I do feel like the talking in some instances is over. And so if somebody says that they're going to create something that maybe you're going to catch these old people slipping, you know, and get some identity theft popping or something, you'd be like, oh, you know what, go for it. Because they out here real, they out here, some of these people out here living mad foul and being and, and mistreating, you know, their children and not taking responsibility for the way that they have voted in you know with all these different you know people who have made decisions based on them for them and then kind of just left their kids kind of you know swinging in the wind (coughs) and i mean you know you know you bought you know your two or three bedroom house when you bought it and it's awesome and everything you want somebody to come and buy it but you haven't set up for that you know, that 20 something, that 30 something to want to have a child because it costs too much to have a child. Daycare is out of, out of control. You know, it costs too much. It's too serious. You know, you won't, uh, you won't insist that your legislators do something about gun control. People don't want to have kids because hell, they fuck around and your kid might get killed in 
a school at this point. It's not, it's a, it's not even a question of if, it's a matter of when, depending on who it is. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense that people in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s have checked out of whatever kind of bullshit American dream that they were fed and got to live. So no, we're no, you it, it just take this little funky joke, boomer, bitch ass. <laughs> take rings <laughs> off. Take jeans off. You know, and then and and especially them too, because they you know, because they're the 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 group, you know, they want to talk about kids with participation trophies and oh, these kids are too soft and this and that and blah 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 blah. And it's just like, and you can't, it's one funky ass joke a funky joke that probably isn't as widespread as you think it is. And it's just like, Oh my God, well, we got out the many. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a slur. Like it just people really wilding with this whole reaction to the okay boomer, just wilding. Fool what you want. We stay killing fools. Fool what you want. Your life or your jewels. Huh? 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 That's where we at right now. Boomers. Annie up. Yeah. Yeah, with Bert and Ernie. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> I really used to love MOP because they always had, like, I love the way that they would have so much energy, first of all, but secondly, how they always just sent, have the ad-libs on points. Like, oh! Oh! <laughs> um, so, we we don't talk a lot, wink, wink, about social media dragging people uh for shit that uh happens to one person or famous people getting not famous people dragged on social media we don't talk about that at all winkity winkity wink (laughs) uh young adult book twitter took an especially surreal turn this week when best-selling novelist sarah Dessen took offense at a brief critique of her work inciting a minor twitter riot with some of the most famous writers in the world jumping into the fray to defend her The drama began on Tuesday morning when Destin tweeted about an innocuous local news story about the 10-year anniversary of Northern State University's Common Read program. Each year, a committee of students, professors, and local community members picks a book for every first-year student to read and then invites the author to give a talk. Destin was upset because a 2017 Northern State graduate named Brooke Nelson had told the Aberdeen News that she didn't think Destin's book was worthy of inclusion in the program back in 2016 when she was a junior. Quote, she's fine for teen girls, Nelson said, but definitely not up to the level of common read. So I became involved simply so I could stop them from ever choosing Sarah Destin. (laughs) Which I can appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Because, honestly, I just spent a good 30 minutes trying to convince motherfuckers not to eat turkey. So if I feel strongly about something and I feel like it doesn't work for any for me or it doesn't work for the kids in the school or the freshmen in the school because it's going out to all these first-year students, I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep y'all from ingesting this horrible shit that I don't feel is up to college standards. That's completely her prerogative. That is her opinion. That is her right. Um, she made it public because she felt so strongly about it. Go for it. But then Sarah Dessen heard about it. Yeah. And Sarah Dessen went on Twitter. (laughs) 
And Sarah Destin said, quote, authors are real people. (laughs) With a screenshot of Nelson's quote, by the way, authors are real people. Right. And, And we put our hearts and our souls into the stories that we write often because it's literally how we survive in this world. Oh, the editing is bad. We put our heart and soul into the stories we write often because it's literally how we survive in this world. It's how we eat. Mm. I'm having a really hard time right now. And this is just, it's just mean and cruel. And I hope it made you feel good. I don't know if y'all saw all of the all of the dog whistles that were thrown out there to get people. Like this is the, oh, the blue yeah, check is... mark person in this story. What go ahead, Shante? Well, just like she's definitely like hitting marks to indicate, look, I'm being harassed. I am being like, like, this is somebody who has gone for the jugular on me kind of reaction. And it's just like, all this girl did was just say, yo, I don't fuck with this. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, you know, and this, this one time, cause that's what I think is really wild. Like it's one thing, cause this is, this is the one, th- what I realized about this woman or the situation is that. I don't think there's anything wrong with her feeling some kind of way as she reads this. You know, I think it's human to hear somebody say, uh, yo, your shit ain't up to par. And I don't want it to do, I don't want it to do with anything that I'm part of. And I actively have worked against you in this moment. You know, like it makes sense for her to feel some kind of way about it. It makes no sense for her to make it seem like she was being inundated with harassment and 4chan kind of planning. And, Cause that's what it sounds like. And I feel like that's probably why all those people jumped at her defense because they know what that's like to have somebody going at you unnecessarily and harassing you and and calling you names and and all you know and so that you know she feels how she feels and then she triggers them and they're projecting all their feelings on that feeling of feeling uh targeted and then they target this they target this you know this young woman for a you know for basically is the probably the equivalent of you know an amazon review you know, it's a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. It's just this person said she didn't fuck with it. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just like have you never come in contact with somebody who was just like, yo, I don't fuck with this? It's just it didn't make <laughs> it just it was and and this is the other thing. It's just people gotta you gotta watch going up for people in this kind of way. Because now you look wild. Now you look out of pocket. You know, it was people, it's a whole list of the people who jumped at this girl, you know, jumped at this young woman who they basically ran off of social media. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's a list of here's all the people 
that were jumping bad at this woman and I'm never going to read any of their shit again. I'm never going to buy any of their books. And to uh, make it plain and clear, uh, Roxanne Gay, Jennifer right. Colt, Jennifer Weiner, Jenny Han, Angie Thomas, who wrote The Hate You Give, and N.K. Jemison were amongst those who showed support for Dessen. These are all famous authors. Some of the comments from the most famous authors took on the tenor of bullying. Siobhan Vivian wrote, fuck that fucking bitch. She's a best-selling author. Dessen replied by writing, I love you. Roxanne Gay said, and now you have a nemesis. Dessen at no point in time apologized to the girl for uh, having everybody get on her about this. Uh, the school actually wrote an apology to Dessen. Yeah. Um, many felt that Nelson's quote was not merely a critique of Dessen's body of work, but a misogynistic attack on all books written for teenage girls. Yeah, and you know what? I I don't know. I don't they know can take, They can, they, you know, it's like like the way she said it and everything, like, oh, it's good for teen girls. You know, like, I to- it totally makes sense that somebody could, that's what I'm saying, it makes sense that somebody could feel some kind of way characterizing their work in that way it totally makes sense you know you can i mean there's no reason for her to have to take that on the chin and not feel any kind of way about it it's Mm -hmm. just the reaction is just like no no like you should have group chatted with all those women (laughs) or all those authors Mm -hmm. and talk and because that's the other thing too is you know, she's probably an author who has a huge platform. She probably fucks with other people who also have a huge platform. And then it just, it's just a groundswell of just ugliness. And it's like these people who have, you know, 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, hundreds of thousands of followers. It's like they don't, it's like they realize it. I think they know. And at the same time, act like they don't know. And so they say really wild, out of the way shit, and mm-hmm. then and then have to turn back around and apologize for it. You know, like with Lizzo. Lizzo. Lizzo popped off, and and you know Lizzo popped off about the the Uber Eats or whatever the delivery person's um, whatever thing she was working. You know, it turned into a huge thing, and and now the 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 person that you know she mischaracterized is now suing her for defamation and i'm just like you know what get it how you live you like, popped off and she was able to hey you popped off on social media all your followers came after her on social media and mm-hmm. now it's all right there on social media for her to get money she about to get paid yeah and it, it's just it should never people need to pay more attention to the way that they use social media when they have that kind of, when they have a specific kind of pull. That's, that's really what it is. They need to, to pay attention. Cause that a bullshit quote in a newspaper that probably nobody would have saw, nobody would have, Oh, like, yeah, you saw it, but you saw it because that's you and you probably Googled it or you probably get like Google alerts and, you know, for anything that pops up with your name. But no, you know, like you, mm -mm. 
It's like searching your name on Twitter. It's just like, for what? Like, you don't have to do that. There's always going to be somebody that's going to say you ain't shit. You know, but... Like that? No. I don't care. No. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, after Vulture did a another article about the uh, well after they did this article um, the well before I do that uh, Angie Thomas um, was a significant factor in the university apologizing to Sarah Dessen Angie Thomas as I said wrote the hate you give and it was a common reach 2018 pick Uh, Thomas tweeted, my book was written for teen girls. Don't make any of my books your common read since my demographic is beneath you. mm -hmm. So they apologized. Um, But the reason why it turns out that um, she wanted Sarah Desson's book to not make it was because she didn't feel like it. But there were other books who also (laughs) didn't. It that should have been in there, and the backlash was in full swing on Thursday. Many accused Destin of punching down, expressing their bafflement that so many famous authors will go after a student. Quote, I will not use my platform to directly go after someone with less power, wrote Ebony Elizabeth Thomas, a professor at the University of Pennsylvania's Graduate School of Education, who focuses on race in children and young adult literature. If your life and career is about young people, you know that that's bullying. Y'all come on, tweeted Tressie McMillan Cotton, a 2019 National Book Award finalist. It's a student on a common book committee. It's a thing that stings to read, but it's not a political statement. This is so wrong. On Friday afternoon, Destin deleted her tweets. When Wiener was challenged on Twitter for her comments, the author doubled down saying she had zero regrets. Vivian, meanwhile, deleted her tweet calling Nelson a fucking bitch. She wrote the vulture in an email. I tweeted a thing that I should have DM'd. An hour after the article was published, the vulture article was published, Destin tweeted an apology. Two days ago, I chose to post a screenshot of a quote from a newspaper article that was critical of my books. I want to apologize to the person who was quoted. I'm sorry. Like most authors, I hear all the time from people who don't like my work. It's part of the job. With the platform and the following, I have a responsibility to be aware of what I put out there. I know this apology doesn't change what happened, but I am truly sorry. Moving forward, I'll do better. Thanks for listening. She didn't put the person's name right, like she did the first time when she was offended. Which is, I always have an issue with that sort of thing too. Like if you put their name the first time, put their name the second time. Um, but yeah, it just, it irritates me. I think it irritates a lot of people, obviously, but you know, it's just like, and it, it could be so debilitating for that person who's getting piled on by like people that they don't even know. I'm sure that the young lady got death threats and all of the kind of stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over her opinion. Yep. And it's unnecessary at any given moment. And then the apology is never 
it never works. It never takes the place of what you did. Um, we just need to be better in this day and age of social media and Xbox and just being online at all times, strive to be better. So then your kids can see how to be better. So then they don't turn to like 85 year old people telling young people that they got all that. We got all the money and you need to shut up. Shante, um, usual shout out. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Definitely, uh, you know, if if you made it this far, uh, consider joining the Patreon, checking us out, you know, putting a little something in our cup. And just keep in mind those who don't have a voice. Just because they don't have a voice doesn't mean that you can kick them because they won't scream out for help. Don't be that person. Don't be that person who goes looking for somebody who can't stand up for themselves and then you just incessantly pick at them because you want to see what will happen next. You know nobody's going to come to their defense. Don't be that person. You have a... You you can be better. It's not a requirement. You are not commissioned to do so, but you can, so try. I think that's really it. Check out the Patreon. This single simulcast episode 355. We appreciate y'all listening. Uh, Thank you all so much. Um, We will see y'all next week. Be good. Peace. This is single simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.